you know what the Lion King movie is about? It's about mental health. It's about your consciousness. Do you know what's incredible? The Lion King's father stands with him on the edge of that pride rock and he says, everything that the light touches is your kingdom. And what is the light? What's the light a symbol of? Everything that's good. Everything that's safe. The light. Everywhere that you go is your kingdom, is under the gaze of light. But anything outside of that isn't your kingdom. The darkness. And what is the darkness a symbol of? Our mental health issues, our worries, our fears, our anxieties. Now what the... Lion King movies got wrong is he's unconsciously telling you the story that you can't go into the darkness there's a natural human tendency to not be able to go into the darkness because it feels unsafe but you know what the incredible thing is your kingdom your real kingdom your birthright to truly embrace the full humanity of humanity is to accept the good and the bad the light and the dark the fear the anxiety the love the compassion That is your kingdom. You are not it. You are not the pain. You are not the death. You are not the rape. You are not even the love or even the compassion. You are something beyond those things. Those are your kingdom to reign over. So embrace the mental health. Embrace your anxiety with the acceptance it needs to understand that you needed anxiety to have an experience and existence. But realize it is not you. It is yours to own. You are the owner of it, not it. And remember this, right? When you first walk into them dark areas, right? You're walking into your PTSD. You're walking into your bipolar. You're walking into all of the physical ailments that you have. Your bad back, your your, uh, intolerant to certain foods. You're walking into a eczema rash. You're walking into all of the shit, right? And you will get to realise that the thought that created all of that lies there and the thought then basically dissolves all of that. The thought of not being scared of it anymore actually dissolves the thought of that's actually bad, that's actually toxic to you. You begin not to actually be able to do anything bad from that point on. You know what's incredible about the Lion King? That we're all kings... Do you know what I mean? The symbol right there is of the lion. And what does the lion symbolise? Strength and courage. Yet also, also at the same time, unconsciously telling his son that he can't have courage there. He's unconsciously teaching his son his own internal conflict. We've been able to feel the uncomfortable examples of being a human being. He's passing down the trauma. That's what that scene's about, in a sense. He's passing down the trauma, not the trauma of his difficulties, anxieties, his worries, but the trauma of trauma itself. To not be able to let the trauma go, to feel it, to have the experience, realise that is not you, that is your kingdom, and you are the king there to reign over it. What an incredible thing that's coming out in that movie that if you look at it with conscious eyes it's literally showing you a part of the self that you identify with and allowing you to step out of that and see yourself in more of the reality that it deserves you are a king that's it and what do you all want as a father and a mother what do you want you don't want your children to ever feel the feeling of fear now you tell them to avoid this with your consciousness and what you know 
and you don't realize you're passing down your fear that the fear didn't exist until you started showing them a reaction to some and it's and it's event. so normal and i do it i do it it's yes. an un- we don't want to feel uncomfortable we don't want to feel afraid and anxious. and you're trying to teach your children to be fearless when you're not fearless yourself and we're trying to teach our children to be fearless by teaching them how to be fearful that's, that's the crazy thing yeah. this isn't it and everything that you do if you analyze everything don't do that son habit. don't go near there i fell off there when i was a young kid and hurt my leg don't go beyond this point. Don't go beyond that point. There's a boundary in your mind now. I've just created another boundary. And all those brick walls are fences to try and keep you safe. That's it. Take this, uh, take your even most positive trait, your, well, this is really good. I've already touched the hand of God myself because I do this. And it could be something like, I never get jealous when anybody else has really nice things. I don't feel that jealousy. So I'm a good person, right? Look at the projection of that. What it shows is you're actually a really jealous person. You want all those good things that you see, but you project an ego defend this basically, no, I don't want any of that. When deep down, secretly you do, and you've built up this false fabrication of reality that just sits with you being positive. Let it all go. Yeah, we've got to let everything go. It's like when we talked about anxiety in the past. Anxiety. A fundamental part of your biology. Why is it there? It's not there an accident. It's there to keep you safe in a sense. It's already an internal boundary to try and keep you from going over that borderline to the unknown. Right. So what you're seeing right there is the parents are doing it. But so is your own biology. Your own biology is creating the boundaries. In other words, I start to feel anxious when I go near the road. Why? Because I know there's traffic. Why? Because I had a father that told me it's dangerous. Why? Because I had a mum to tell me to look left and right. Why? Because I've heard about car accidents. All those different boundaries. And then the last boundary is realising that your own anxiety is a boundary. Oh my God, so my anxiety is my father. My anxiety is my mother. It was always there to try and protect me. But what happened was, because I didn't see the light in the dark there before because I wasn't being conscious is I was now afraid of the feeling of anxiety yes, and because I didn't understand it. And it's like my heart is racing, my blood pressure is increasing, I'm beginning to sweat and have panic attacks because I've reached a boundary. My body is trying to keep me in a safe place. But what it's doing is, as it ramps up the anxiety, you feel even more anxious because you don't want it a part of you. You've not flooded the darkness with your conscious light yet of understanding. And that's the most important thing to understand is the feeling right. Now think of your highest happiest state of calmness right could be with your partner it could be with your child it's something that you could do it could be on your own at work think of that moment right and think of your worst the polarized opposite to that your anxiety could be going on a plane going on holiday right what we're telling you is as a way to hack the biochemistry in your body that actually means you can feel the calmness of nirvana with the same feeling as the anxiety there will be no difference you'll start to control your biochemistry so what you'll feel is you can feel the same getting on a plane as you can in the perfect moment there is no different storm that's going to come up on basically not reacting because of you and truly learn about your mental health really learn there's that many different mental health 
Facebook groups that it's all about just people saying what they're afraid of. But there's actually no real work being done in it. They don't want to listen to therapists. They don't want to listen to anybody, really. No. They just want to express how uncomfortable they feel. And I get that, but how are we going to fix it? It's time to fix it. We need to get you more conscious. We need to educate you and help you understand why those things are going on so you can embrace them. You can understand them. Listen to this. I have countless arguments on social media when I say this right. I'll see a post that says five ways to beat mental health and they're all really difficult things that somebody under the mental health, any really condition of the mind, wouldn't be able to tackle. So I leave a comment on there saying this, mental health doesn't exist. Now for me, I'm not having a pop or a dig because I've had mental health myself. I know I felt the mental health, but I realise at a certain point that I bring that mental health upon myself and I'm saying that you know what rather than these five rules these five habits you need to learn just believe that the mental health doesn't exist put that through your head hold on I've got anxiety I'm always anxious I've got PTSD I have this because of a past experience right I'm telling you it doesn't exist it's not real it's being created in your mind to protect you in certain scenarios that are actually false false realities around you Yeah, and it's uh, so true. So take the advice, guys. Start to learn more about yourself. Start to understand yourselves deeper. I tell you, it's the way out of all the trouble. I've got a feeling that if you focused on the things that you would never think of doing, now I know people who are going to yoga to cure anxiety and they're going to little classes and therapists, right? And remember, therapists are just conscious beings with learnt an edu- education and they can't really control their own emotions. There's a small percentage that do, but most of them will just project what they think you need to do by being themselves, which isn't you. Unless they've uh, gone through humanistic psychotherapy school and understood how to not let the transference or projection affect uh, the therapeutic relationship or to learn how to allow it to affect it in ways that benefits the person. Make sure you have a big finger pointing to your link. <laughs> it's a <laughs> <more> website. <laughs> but what we're saying is, right, there's a there's a way that you can study consciousness, study psychology, find out what your mind does, learn about brain and neurology of the brain, and you will be steps closer to curing mental health than seeing a therapist. Yes. And ultimately what I've learned with people that suffer with mental health as I can have in the past, but what I really see more than often is, and it's understandable, this is what's difficult. They've tried to learn, which means they've tried new things and those new things haven't worked. So they then disbelieve in the learning process because it never worked five or six or seven times. If you come across the right bit of information or the right person, it will fundamentally radically change your mental health if you come across the right information yes and you are you are a thought away a sentence away an embrace with a therapist for half an hour of your time away from freeing yourself of your mental health and if your mind now tells you like i listen to this but i don't really get what they're saying you're being lazy and you're always going to have ptsd unfortunately well not lazy no you're being unconscious it's been completely unconscious. You've gone through the process a number of times and it hasn't worked. So you've now disbelieved in and the this, process. This laziness that I call it, right, is your PTSD, it's your mental health. Because in this world that me and Andrew talk about existing in where we just, we basically not suffer 
anymore with this mental health. We have learned mechanisms that protect us from going do laddie tap, which is what it feels like. What we do is we master these habits over time and it's took us time. We literally change people's lives who come to see us because we offer a therapy that is beyond what's out there right now with most people. And you know what? It's not out there because people don't even know it exists. No, most of the therapists are unconscious. They're trapped within a conceptual dream in a sense yeah, of false illusion. And you illusion. can say something which is completely truthful and I've seen you also have arguments with people where you're telling a psychotherapist that, you know what, it's not right to section that person based on their craziness in your eyes. No, you, their craziness in your eyes is you being unconscious of what's actually going on in the individual. That you can section somebody just for living. That's all they're doing yeah. right now. They're living in the moment and they are unconscious of their actions and their behaviours and they're just trying their best to do something. And you want to just give them tablets and section them? It's fucking bullshit. It's game over. In 100 years' time, we're going to look back at the way we help people with a perceived mental health condition and they're going to give us full acceptance because we were just unconscious. It's a learning process. But they'll look back on it in history as like, oh, did we used to do that? Is that yeah. how we took care of people? We gave ah, people such a shame. If only we knew, if only they knew what we know now. And the sad thing is that's going to happen. And it's like, why do we have to wait a hundred years? I know. Why can't we do it now? Why yes. can't we do it tomorrow? Why can't we just sit around with all the psychotherapists and say, right, this is what we believe will help. And we give them all the examples where it's okay to interact on the person's level. It's all right to say to somebody, you know what? Those voices inside your head might be just your senses, your and even warning more so than that, It might be great for the individual, for the therapist to go, I've read what your condition is. I've understand, I understand the diagnostic process. I've gone through school and gained qualifications to understand what you have. So I know what you are. Why doesn't a therapist ignore everything he's ever learned and sit down completely in the moment with the client and begin to understand them, the real them that exists outside any book? And and let me tell you, right, I've got a, I knew a therapist, right, who said this and I was absolutely appalled by this and it's probably not going to sound that bad, but he was smoking and telling me all the stuff that he does therapy for. And one of them was quit smoking. And he said, that's my best one at the moment. It's £150, one hour, that's all we do. But it's uh, hypnotherapy to quit smoking, right? And I says, but you smoke? And he says, yeah, I can't quit. (laughs) Right? (laughs) You're getting advice on how to do something by somebody who can't do it now. Well, this is what's incredible, right? This is where we go deep now. We've understood the relationship between the client and the therapist. Now, if he can't do it, unfortunately, and and most likely very unconsciously, he's going to project that into his induction, into the session with the client, because he doesn't have the integrity within him to live by his very own therapeutic tools and techniques that he gives out. That's it. And he won't even know that he's doing it. He won't even know that he's he's transferring that over, right, which would massively affect the the outcome, the percentage of people not smoking again. And these people who have gone to therapists and say, well, you know what? He did say something to me and it worked because I've quit. Yes, there's a small percentage out there which just happened to hit home. Probably it's your own desire to Well, think about where it. it gets even more fascinating. Why did it work for them? Let's imagine that I'd end up bringing with a father that used to unconsciously tell him different things than what he was consciously asking them to do. So they learned 
uh, to learn unconscious uh, triggers. Do you almost, understand what I mean? Almost rebellion, and then that's how they learn. Yes. So yeah. because he was unconsciously telling them that you're going to fail, this can't be done. I can't do it. They was unconsciously They've, picking up the the news they needed. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, that's what Dad used to tell me. And I used a lot to prove Dad wrong because he used to hurt me a lot. I'm going to do the opposite of what you just told me to do. And the therapist sitting there going, yeah, I cure with these people. Yeah, they smoke now. And it's like, whoa, you have no idea how unconscious you are. You have no idea how much what is inside of you is dribbling out into the world and people are unconsciously eating it for dinner. Wow. There's a sub-reality going on right now, Craig. Wow. A, a sub-reality where everything is playing itself out. What's really going on? And we've got this slightly little set of eyes that look at an alternate reality, thinking that something completely else is going on. That is fucking crazy. And the only place that you're going to find this shit out is unfortunately going through into your pain and all your suffering, ripping down ego after after ego. Being around people that know what they're talking about. And then you learn the intelligence to understand and you you basically get an IQ boost emotionally and start to read the world completely different. And you pick up on what people are actually saying. And you'll have psychedelic experiences. You'll the, the trees Will, will wave more sensual in the wind the colours of the flowers will be more vibrant than ever you'll hear the sounds of nature more because you're out of all of this crazy world that you've got lost in and what you're now experiencing is reality unfolding itself as its true self and all the therapists out there right who think that this is bad for them because we're trying to ruin their business and get people to come more to us because we're therapists we are just I give therapy away for free I don't even charge some people that can't afford it I won't charge them because therapy's hard work. I ain't going to lie. When you're sitting down with somebody and you really, you've got intentions for you to help them, you've got your own issues of not being good enough, so you want to help them and counteract that. You've got your own insecurities. You've got your own projections going on and you're trying to understand them and learn about them and it takes a lot out of you. And that's an argument for why people say, why does it cost £50? Well, you've gone to college for three years, you've got the qualifications and you're taking your time out your day to be there for somebody and it does drain you. It takes a lot out of you. So understand also that when you go to see a therapist, what's going on a little bit more inside of them? That you can understand that they're these human beings as yourself. Take them off that pedestal. And allow them to be sat down equal and opposite from you and understand that you're two beautiful human beings that just want to learn about each other. Not, I'm here to speak about you, client, so don't ask me questions. Yes, that's it. What, join each other eye to eye to understand. That's it, completely natural. And, and don't think that the textbook that you've learned is always right. If you see somebody break down and get emotional, don't think that the textbook that tells you now to stop the session and end it that they're doing the actual thing that they need to do. Yeah, sure. So make sure you get that and shit even worse, out think of about it. If you feel like getting upset, you feel like getting angry, why can't you learn to express it in front of the client? You can't teach the client how to understand and become better with their emotions while you show that you're deceiving them that you can do it with yours. That's it. And there's a couple of points I want to make about the therapist and we're not slagging therapists off. They don't know that they're doing this. Not, well, there's loads of, no, let's, there's loads of really good therapists and there's loads of really bad therapists that have intentions to be good ones. It's just that what you see is actually there's just a lack of consciousness and the more unconscious we become, the less able we are to have the experience of freedom of mental health and seeing the world as it should be. And that's now I want to tell you a couple of things that like, basically you won't know, and this will make you feel bad if you've gone to see a therapist. 
a therapist will try to manipulate you by saying that they are connected to you in the first conversation. They will find anything that you say. Well, be careful they- here, look, because it's not manipulation. And that's the difficult thing. Manipulation is a big trigger word. It's a concept that also is a lack of understanding. They're not trying to manipulate you. It's not a bad thing. What's happened is they've been brought up in a certain culture with a certain set of experiences, with a certain set of ideologies, with a certain set of education. And their intention is to help you. And they believe that they're doing it the best they can, consciously and unconsciously. It's just that what's going on is is that we can, like that, we're getting lost in that word. We've got to be very careful with the words yes, we're but, using. But also, let's go one level deeper. Let's not get lost in the word. I don't say anything bad. I don't mean anything bad. Manipulation is an act we carry out all the time. You manipulate the oven to cook your fucking pizza. You manipulate sometimes your partner to do something because you can't be asked to do it. Yes. Manipulation isn't a bad thing. It's just a trait. But these are learnt uh, tools to use to connect with someone. And people out there who have had a therapist, I bet you all say, oh, yeah, I like this therapist because he said this about this and he connected to your clothing or your jewellery or your football team or something that he knew would get you on the same wavelength. Now, this is part of therapy school, right? And it's a dark place because guess what? You need to learn what he's doing to you. You need to learn that shit. Yes. So you need to learn that the idea. So for instance, when I went to therapy school, what they do is they teach you to build a rapport with somebody. Now, that's not a darkness or a manipulation by that school of therapists. What it is, is an understanding that when you allow to build a therapeutic relationship with, it creates the best possible outcome of that therapy working for the client. So there's an understanding there that what they're trying to do is a good thing. It's not a dark, they're trying to do this. They're trying to manipulate. Right there, let me finish. But what's going on is at the same time, they're unconscious of still, they're still projecting an issue into that therapeutic relationship by yes. not being completely open and conscious That's with you it. as they are. And in the, in the future world, we would like really, or I would like therapists to understand, tell them what you are doing and why you're doing it. So that person learns to go and get rapport with the rest of the fucking world. Now, this is where it gets really interesting, Craig. Do you know what I mean? You were doing right now. We're projecting what we would want for our therapist. We're just conscious now of it. We wasn't even conscious of it before. We want a therapist that can do everything that we project into the reality that we want to be able to, what we've made us feel that we could get the most help. So let's go back into the unconsciousness. As I become more conscious of consciousness, I can now see that I was unconscious 10 minutes ago of what I was saying. Because if a therapist has thought that he needs to try and build rapport with somebody and he's unconscious of what we're telling him to become conscious of, and that helps the client and they go away, the same magic's happened. Yes. And it's undeniable that some basically help, but I want to go a few levels deeper of what I think is in the future waiting to happen. You have seen females uh, as the therapist, haven't you? (laughs) Thank God for that. (laughs) Now, everything you project comes from a different part of the mind to a female, right? Now, some females actually connect more with males than female therapists. This is a true, you know, phenomenon. I'm not saying anything new. But one of the things is, how can a male mind ever dissolve a female's mind enough to help them truly? We have no perspective or reality of that. 
I think in the future, right, there is no way male clients would ever see female therapists and the vice versa. No. Because there is no... No, because the developmental stages of childhood, it all depends on who they bonded with in terms of the parent, the mother or father. So you could have women that naturally absolutely want a male therapist. Oh, yes, I get that point. I get that factor. But how still can a male ever help a female with a mind that he's never had? Well, my argument right there is, is that's a belief system. Uh, and all that does is creates the problem. And it's the idea of letting most of all of your belief systems go. One thing I know is I don't know very much. I don't know a lot. I don't know if everything I've just said in the last 15 minutes has been right in any way. I just believe it has been right based on my understanding of or my perceived vantage point of conscious awareness. The reality is I don't know. I don't know, but I want to learn it with you. I want us to learn That's it. each other. I want to learn everything about you and I want to help you see everything that I can't see about me and I want to rather learn together. Rather than just tell me. Rather yeah, than rather, just tell I know me, from this I vantage know this. point. Yeah, absolutely. This is a really good podcast, I think. Craig's going to get one last point across now. At that moment when you said, I don't know anything for a long time, maybe don't put your sort of lovely little menu of how much you charge for different therapies. 250 <laughs> quid. <in that> <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for tuning in.